This is Working the Beat. We're back. Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us tonight. Our first show back in a month. Uh, A lot going on here. Uh, Grades and some home renovations. Uh, Still not completed, but we're... um, we're set to come back and uh, start this over again. And there's uh, a lot going on in the world of sports. Baseball starts next week um, with spring training or with uh, spring training winding down. We'll talk about that a little bit later. The Sixers are a week away from having their their position set for the NBA playoffs. As we record this, they're playing in Cleveland. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about them. We will not talk about the Flyers. Um but obviously, one of the main topics we're going to discuss is Villanova and the NCAA tournament and their run that ended on Saturday night at the hands of Kansas and what will happen on Monday night in the championship game between Kansas and North Carolina. Michael, how are you? I'm fine, except for my dog. But you know. Yeah, uh, your your dog has been under the weather as well, correct? About Look, is anybody... About two weeks ago, I don't know, a week and a half ago, whatever. She, I mean, she has skin cancer. She's been, uh, I'm not going to bore everybody with details, but I'm a dog person. Uh, so am I. And, um, yeah, I know you are. And um, she, she, she w- stopped eating. Like, she wouldn't eat. And for her, that's, like, she eats. You know, that's the one thing. She's mm-hmm. a 16-pound Italian Greyhound, 13 and a half. So, anyway, we, we went with it for like two, three days, and we're like, yeah, this ain't, you know, whatever. So we took her up to this vet place in Bucks County that we get, that we see it's treated for the cancer. So they talked to us, and they, they gave us some little bit of instructions. We took her home. Two days, two and a half days later, nothing more. So we went back up to get a ultrasound. The ultrasound showed that she had inflammation in her digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, some things, you know, pancreas, whatever. Um, they kept her for like two days, to, and... and um, you know, four or $5,000 later, whatever the hell it was. And it's, it's only money. So, you know, what the hell? Um, and fortunately we're lucky that, you know, we can, lots of people can't afford it. Yep. So anyway, so we brought her home and, and it's, so it's been about four days now, three. And, and at first we, you know, the first couple of days, like, uh, still not, and she, but she's gradually getting a little whatever. And, and she may never be quite the same. Right. I don't know. Uh, but, but again, like, like today she ate French fries and huh. went, like McDonald's French fries, right? She ate like somebody had a French fry. She ate, and I, so I gave her like five of them. I'm like, hey, she's going to eat. You know, anytime she eats, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yesterday we went to Las Margaritas, so yeah, and we had like chicken enchilada meat. And I put a little piece. I said, here, you want this? And she she ate it. So I gave her like eight more pieces. You know, it's like it's like, it's just. But she's, I mean, she's doing better. But you yeah. know, it's a dog. She's thirteen and a half years old. What the hell? Well, um, and, and, and Mike, I mean. Uh, you know, the, always the question that any dog owner has, and I've I've had now this yeah, is my third yeah. and fourth, is right. at what point is it suffering? If the dog's not suffering and you're able to, you know, right. keep, enjoy, you know, right? If but she's there comes enjoy- a point, yeah. Kevin, where like if they had told us when she had the ultrasound, if they had said, "Look, it's the cancer has spread, like to her inside, right? Something that was going to require a surgery." Me and my wife had talked about we weren't going to do it, right? Because we're not going to make her suffer. Right. There's no, there's just. But as you said, it. Like my son said to me, he looked at me because he's got a dog who's like twelve, and he goes, "Dad, that, that's like a lot of money." I said, "Look, but 
she could live another year. She could live in a, she might live. Who knows? I, I don't know. Right. You know, at some point, I remember my first dog about 10 years ago when we had, and he had to go to hospital, save his life mm-hmm. because he had, and it turned out we didn't know it, but he had a, um, a blood vessel near his heart that was leaking, but we right. didn't know that. And he was 13 and a half. Like that. And um, we spent like three grand, whatever it was. And, and he died like four days later. So, did we make a stupid? No, we, no. We tried to save his life. I mean, you know, and he came home for two, three days and said goodbye to us. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, there is that. And I feel bad, you know, that, that story that's been in the news recently with that cat. Yeah. You know, got tragically attacked. Those, I mean, boy, if I was the judge with those two kids, oh my God. Yeah. Don't even get, but anyway, and the owner couldn't afford, you know, to, to, to take care of the cat. But unfortunately people stepped up. Yeah. You know, and then and now the cat has a home. Yeah. Um. So you know, hey, look, it, it's it's. I know people say it's only a dog, or it's oh, only it's a cat, family, it's only, but it's family. Well, you know that, and I know that, but right. I understand where people we'll you know the other way, right? Well, for instance, I know this person. You know, I go to this Burger King every morning, get my breakfast sandwich. They're delightful people. They they take care of whatever. And this one woman there, her dog was uh, something was wrong. She spent like two thousand dollars to to try to get an operation or something. And long story short, it didn't work. It didn't save. And she's like, out. And, and for her, two grand is a lot of money. Right. And I felt sorry for her, you know, because she's like, did I do the right thing? Did I? And I'm like, you know, nobody can answer that. I can't. But anyway, I don't mean to bring everybody. No, down. no. She's, um, you know, at some point, hey, unless, you know, you know she's probably, in, you know, and our next big decision will be, you know, 64 years old and 63, do we want to get another dog? And right. I don't really have a good answer, but. Sometimes I think no, and then sometimes I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, you know, yeah. I whatever. Um, um, all right, so let's go. There's and no- I would hardly recommend to anybody that that's thinking about it adopt a dog. Absolutely, you, you not- and go through. Uh, I'll, I'm yes. going to give a cheap plug. Uh, my the go ahead. place I got my two dogs, Finley and Fergus, is named Riley Rescue. I'll, our buddy Ryan Lawrence was the one who was, uh, gave me the. Uh, the link to them, Joe Mason from the uh, Bucks County Courier Times, Burlington County Times, also Where's did. Where's it located, Kevin? Uh, it's over in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but I like the names of your two dogs, by the way. Finley and Fergus. Yeah, it's yeah. Finley and Fergus. I like that. Yeah, and uh, it's Italian, two Italian names. Yeah, exactly. Finley and Fergus. Uh, they are one is six and a half, and one is uh five right now. How so. old were they when you got them? Finley was six months old. We had just okay. moved in. Right. Uh, my wife and I had not actually even gotten married yet. We were just moved in for like mm-hmm. a couple months, and um, mm-hmm. Fergus we got at two months. Yeah. See, we got one of ours. The first one was five. The second one was right. four at the National Greyhound uh, Adoption Program place. Right. Um, but I, like I said, you know, it's anybody that if you can afford, if, you know, if you can, whatever, you will not because every time you come walking through yep. your door. It does not. Oh, matter. the tails right. wag, and yeah. It doesn't matter if you had the crappiest day of your life. Mm-hmm. Your dog will love you to death the minute you walk through the door. And, and you know what? Like I said to somebody, I said she's given us nine and a half years. Yeah. I don't know how much longer she goes, but so was it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know. All right, so we're gonna switch switch gears here. Can, can somebody adopt the flyers? No, nobody wants to adopt them. They're orphans at this point, Kevin. I'll just say this. I watched a little bit of the, the, late in the game last night. I was flipping with a channel, whatever. 
kind of. Well, you know, they're on. It was like tied or whatever it was. They are so bad. I mean. How bad are they? To get eliminated from the playoffs with a month to go. And in theory, we know they were eliminated months ago. Mm -hmm. But to officially be eliminated with a month to go is. And then we said this, I think me and you said this about a month or two ago or whatever. This, I think, is the worst the Flyers have ever been. Ever. Like in their 55-year history, whatever it is. Um, and I just don't know. You, know. you watch a team like Toronto and you watch the Flyers and you just sit there and go, my God, the, the, the difference in the talent and the difference in what they can do is just uh, the Flyers have like no goal scorers. I mean, they got guys that score goals. Don't, I'm not, I don't mean it that way, but the really good teams have three or four or five guys who can score goals. You know, it, I don't know. It's sad. I, I feel really bad for the true flyer fans. And, and, and you know, let, I let, have a couple of friends. Let, let me let me give you a story. I did the Sixer game yesterday for Dan Gelston, our buddy at the Associated Press. I did the Sixers. It was oh, and you got to see him score 144 points. Oh, it was great. I was able to go <laughs> right. All, everything in the back and quiet and not have to worry about anything. You were right in quarter. the second quarter, probably. Or... Fourth quarter or third yeah, quarter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Um, but I mean, they're not going to score 144 today, but that's another. No, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me there, are you staying for the Flyers tonight? And I looked at him. I'm like, are you crazy? You know, like uh, one, the days of me doing the two day, two games in one day. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Are, 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 unless it's like the NCAA tournament or something. I, no, I can't do or somebody's paying Or somebody's paying you. You know, honestly, two in one day. Yeah. But if different, yeah, different sports. Right. And if, seven hours apart, like, I don't know. Yeah, but if you only did it like once every month, month or so, or so yeah. But I mean, on a Saturday yeah. middle of school year, I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, I have, I have like one, the one guy who who runs the Freshworks up in Woodhaven, good guy, Kevin Rooney, and I have a couple friends, clo- close friends, and they're real Flyer fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really, they, they really, and they've lived with this now for a decade. Forget the four, forget the forty eight years or whatever it's been since they won a cup. I, I get that, but they've been the cup finals. Been, okay, but it's been ten years or twelve years of just and now you almost kind of went through what the Sixers went through. Well, right? You kind of went through a process. Well, there, there's think. a there's a Twitter account and it's run by a bunch of Pittsburgh people uh, oh, that it. counts the amount of days since the Flyers have won the cup. And when they were, what are we up to? Oh, I, I didn't even say it. Today. What's it, 40, 48 years? 40, no, 40, 46 47. Year, 47 years. 75 to 22. Right. Um, And the day that the Flyers, the day the Flyers are eliminated every year, they do a thing where they present, yeah. they show like the guy who handles the Stanley Cup coming out with the Flyers golf bag. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, here's the funny thing, though. When you think about how bad the Sixers have been, right? I mean, right. one. I think one time past the second round since 84, something along those lines, right? right? And since that, since 84, the Flyers have been to three cups, I think, right? Four yeah. cups. 85, 87, 97, 2010. Ten, so four. So, yeah. So, like, I don't know who's had the worst drought. I, you know, I mean. Yeah. It, but, but again, I have friends who really are suffering. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for them. It's just like my Sixer friends. You know, friends who are Sixers fans and, and um Yeah, and even like Philly fans. I mean, but you did get a World Series in 08. So, you know, there is that. But they've stunk for a decade. 
Um, I don't know, Kevin. I'm, it's it's uh, tough uh, being a fan in the city. This is, by the way, what we call getting a month's worth of stuff out. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me uh, let me go to Villanova. Um, I, you know, I I talked to a friend today um, who knows Jay, and uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. And I asked him, "Is was this Jay's best coaching job?" And he went, "Absolutely yes," because he changed his style, and his bench yet wasn't there, and he still got him to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And you covered him for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. interested to to hear what you think on that well, question. He, he, I, well, look, first of all, I think Jay might be the best coach in the game right now. Um, I mean, you know, K, Coach K's gone. Uh, their, their program over the last decade has been probably the best program in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw Carolina's won a title, Duke won a title, uh, Kansas may win a title, but I'm just saying. And you can I mean, UNC might win another title. Um, I will say this: there were people early in the year who were critical of him because I got a couple emails from guys who were just, you know, what, yeah. And I, the bench was the freshman class was supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. That's what we heard, right? Yeah. These kids were going to contribute. To, well, they never did. So is that Jay's fault as a recruiter? Is I have no idea. I know what he did this last month, month and a half. If you had said to many people six weeks ago, I thought they were like a Sweet 16 team. You know, and anything beyond that, okay, whatever. Um, the job he did against Houston. Now, look, Houston shot one for 20 from the three. If Houston shoots uh, three for 20 from the three, Different they game. win. Right. Right. Um, but when you look at the 18 team, right? The 18 team had obviously had a boatload of talent. Okay, they played. They were one of the best offenses in the in as Gerardi will say of this century. Right. Okay. Um, and they they just were. They were an offensive machine. They set records, I think, for three pointers taken. Whatever. Four years later, he made a Final Four playing a. He was playing like Raleigh Massimino played back in the pre shot clock era. Yep. He played like John Chaney played. And who? What coach does that? No, nobody. Like what coach? Now, you. And, and here's the thing. Let, let's be honest, Kevin. If Moore doesn't get hurt, this is my take on it. I'm not saying they beat Kansas. I don't know. They would have had a shot. That would have been instead of instead of them being a four point dog, it probably would have been a pick 'em game. Uh, we know Jay has beaten Bill Self in big spots before. And as Girardi texted me last night. They actually missed more and more on defense than offense. Yeah, they did. As it turned out. But again, I'm not taking anything away from Kansas. When you shoot the ball like Kansas shot the ball, it makes the game look easy. But Villanova got back to within six with like five minutes to go, which I didn't think was possible. So, and I think if they'd gotten to the championship game, I think they would have had a shot against UNC. I do. I'm not saying they would have beat them. UNC's obviously got more talent. I mean, Jay had four kids on that um, 18 team, got drafted in the first 32, 34 picks, and the National Player of the Year got drafted 34th. And Pascal wound up, wound up getting drafted the following year. Okay? This team, got God bless Colin Gillespie. He may play in the NBA. He may be. But I don't think anybody thinks Colin's going no, to be. He probably has a. He probably is headed for Europe. You would think, but probably. But I'm not going to sell him short. Right. But you can just tell when he's on the court. And look, I'm not going to knock this kid for what he did. He he had a, a fantastic career, yeah. right? But when you see him when he's playing with guys who are more athletic and long and and whatever, it's just tough for him. And I thought he played well the other night. He had a couple maybe more turnovers than he should have had, but. 
Again, if Villanova doesn't fall behind 10 nothing, and again, I give Kansas credit. Yeah. Who knows? OJ Ajaji yeah. uh, was incredible. Right. In the and you know he had his first th- four threes and there was and a the question, big guy in the, the big guy uh, McCorm- the- David McCormick was yes. David McCormick you know Eric Dixon's going to look back at that tape over the summer and it'll make him a better player because he got beat yeah. defensively a lot yeah. uh, but you know look there was Nova was out outgunned and you're right down six they had a a look at a three. And I want to yeah. say it was Samuels, and it just rimmed in and out. Like, it yeah. literally went around the rim and everything. And stuff. If that's a four-point game, you know how I feel on Bill Self. Yeah. That I, still po- think Kansas, I still think Kansas would have won. No, but that, but that would have turned yeah. the screws up big it, time it, in that game. But it took Villanova. Jay said after the game, he goes, you know, we rallied, but the rallies take so much, much out, out of you. Um, and again, but if more plays, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he would have made the difference in a 15-point loss because that's what it turned out to be. But basketball, we all talk about basketball. What do you have to do in basketball? When the ball is going in the basket, it makes the games look so much easier. You know, the kid for Kansas in his first four threes, right? Yep. I mean, I'm not saying the kid, but I mean, you know, we've seen it. We've been in enough games to know that, mm-hmm. you know, when Chris Jenkins was high, Villanova was a different team in 16. That's just the way it was. Well, I mean, and there was a point last night, you know, when it was they were down 19 in the first half where you thought Nova could end up having forget what happened to Kansas yeah, back in 18. Yeah. It could have ended up like Oklahoma against Nova yeah, back in well, 16. Yeah. I don't think Jay would have let, Yeah, I hear you. I no, hear you. I mean, yeah. and those type of losses yeah. have long lasting impact. Long Kruger's team has never really recovered after that. Yeah. But here's the thing, Kevin. If, um, any Villanova person, and I know, look, they feel like they're entitled now. There's they're a certain segment of their population. Oh, they're a blue blood, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah but, yeah, we should go to the Final Four every other year. And I, okay, fine. Um, if you're not proud of this year, if you're if you're going to sit there, especially with the injury, mm-hmm. like if Moore had played and you lost by 15, I'd still be proud. You get to the Final Four. As, as Krzyzewski said 15 times this week, getting to the Final Four is something. You know, you, you can't just, like, yeah. take for granted, especially if you're Nova. Now, the looking forward, and I know this isn't the time to look forward, but, you know, the last eight years he's had Arch, he's had... Um, Gillespie. Uh, and then Brunson. Right. That's a pretty good threesome, right? He doesn't I have don't that know necessarily. Where, I don't know where they go next year. And, again, that's a, now some of these kids that didn't play this year are going to have to play. And he's, he's got other recruits coming in. I mean, what's really disappointing to me, and I, I, I don't mean it. Maybe that's the wrong word. Like a guy like uh, Antoine, who was a big recruit coming in. He's had injuries. Mm-hmm. I know it. But, man, that was just disappointing last night that, that he just wasn't ready for that. And he's a junior. And you just sit there and go, like, when you're recruiting, you're Villanova, right? You're recruiting. About three years ago, you recruit this kid, Antoine. And you're thinking, like, wow, we got this kid. And I saw him in Myrtle Beach three years ago. Right. He was one of the quickest kids. Him and Malik Wayans. Yep. Getting – End the end of a court, my God! Well, now maybe he comes out of it next year. You know, maybe he he um. How about you know, like uh, I'll I'll, t- I'll give Cosby Roundtree obviously who had some medical issues. Oh yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt. I mean, I mean this team. Look, if you look at this team on paper, they don't look like much. No, I mean really. No. Yet 
they won. What they did against Houston, I think that was one of the, the great because you knew Houston was going to play like that. I think Jay, I'll say this: the last month and a half, two months, I think he did as good a job. I won't say his best job, but I'll just say he did as good a job because he won two national titles. Mm-hmm. On that, yeah. Um, as you can do. That that's just my opinion. If people want to argue with it or don't want to agree with it, I, hey, that's fine. Well, the natural this ta- team, but but let's this- also be honest, Mike. The natural talent was there in sixteen and eighteen. We didn't necessarily yeah. view Bridges and yeah, Brunson right. yeah. and all those guys the way we do now because right. we've seen them turn into NBA players. We we saw DiVincenzo turn into an NBA player and yeah. all that. And yeah. Spellman and- played Spellman's best basketball. Was that one year he played with Jay? Yeah, and he hasn't really been a factor since. Well, because he got in shape. Right. He got in shape, and he was a really – at the end of the year, the end of that year, Spellman was really good. But realistically – He got drafted, drafted, what, 26? Realistically, out of this team, he's only six deep, maybe seven deep. Man, that's stretching it, too. I mean, yeah, that's counting – yeah, that's counting if you have more in there. You had, you know – More gives you six. Right. Uh, well, you know, a little arch, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I again, who had a real good had, game like, against Connecticut back at the had, end of yeah, February? But you can't count one or two games and no. say he's good. I mean, you know, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. He, he, look, yeah, but he. This was a six-man team, and look, they didn't play a team higher than the fifth seed in their regional. That's not their fault. No. Okay, they beat Houston, and when they beat Houston at that point in the tournament. Houston was the highest-ranked team in the Ken Pomeroy whatever. Rankings. Course, a right, team that was, went to the Final Four the year before. Everybody forgets right. that. And, and speaking of jobs that Kelvin Sampson did this year, I mean, losing basically four starters, yep. then losing his best player in November. But yep. that's you know, that's their story. But all I'm saying is for this team to get to the Final Four, and I must have said this, oh, God, 20 times. If this team got to the Sweet 16, which I thought they could, mm-hmm. And anything after that was okay, but I mean, I probably wanted to put real money on them before the tournament of them getting to the final four. And as I saw them playing in the tournament, I said, "Yeah, again, I don't mean to keep bringing Cheney into the conversation or Rowley into the conversation, but the way those guys played, they knew they had to play that way most of the time to win games, and they did. I mean, that was Rowley's mo. The year they won the title, yeah. I mean, all the games were in the forties. Yeah. For the most part, except, except for the except for the game where they shot seventy nine percent, right? Not even only got into the sixties. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like that was you know. But again, and when I saw Cheney when they had you know, real, you know they would play games like that, and that and Jay at some point realized, and there were some games this year where they had high scoring games in, in their league. I mean, the Providence game was a high scoring game. Um, but again, we got to get in the mud and play this kind of ball. And my God, to do that. After the team you had in eighteen, you know, and, and I, I just thought it was it was genius. Well, and and the, and the one other point before we before we leave Nova and we talk about tomorrow night, you know, the one thing we're going to look at now, you know, you talk about Jay's probably at the top of his game right now with compared to other coaches. Well, I think he's at the top of his. If you said right. if you polled coaches right now in the in the country. I'd be surprised if Jay didn't win the contest of like who is the best coach. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, put it this way, he's going to be in the top three or four. But, but let's also look now at what the Big East is going to look like next year. Thad yeah. and now at Butler. Yeah, and uh, Sean Miller. Sean Miller at at, at Xavier. Yeah. yeah. Um, you Shaheen, got two. You got, you got two guys who can cheat. 
You got Shaheen, now in the league, right? You got and Shaheen, you got Shaheen Holloway now at C, at Seton Hall. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as worried about. That. I mean, I, I look what St. Peter's did was unfreaking believable. Okay, and and he deserves it, but I'm not like I, I'd be more worried about Hurley no, but, at Connecticut because I think Hurley can right. coach. Um, yeah, the league, the league will be better. McDerm- McDermott can coach at Creighton. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's a guy he lost his whole team. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think the guy at Providence is a pretty good coach. Yeah, Ed Cooley. Yeah, I, I I don't know if Ed's as good as maybe some people, but I think Ed's pretty good. You know, I so agree. Is, and the guy at St. John's is not bad. Mike Anderson. I mean, St. John's, John's wasn't bad this year compared to what they've been. They they had Villanova beat in the quarterfinals. Yeah. You know, yeah, that league has gotten. You're you're right, Kevin. I mean, it's yeah, just in the last two three weeks. The, the coaching level, and that's not saying Kevin Willard was a bad coach. No, 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 not, not at, all. at all. But it, it oh my God, it's going to be a coaching well, bonanza. Well, look, I don't know what Villanova's going to be next year. I know Longino, that people think he's going to be a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. But they might not dominate next year. No. They might not even be the pick next year. And by the way. I don't, know what, I don't know what UConn's got back. I know Providence loses a lot. Um, They had a really old team, an experienced team. Um. But Villanova, I don't. What does Villanova have? You tell me. I don't think. And here's the worst part about the Moore injury. Here's what to me makes it tragic. Go down with ten seconds left in the game or twenty, whatever. Yeah. He might not play next year, man. No. I mean, he may not. And he may not be ever. But um, those injuries, that injury is probably a nine to twelve month injury. Well, nine to twelve months would take you through most of the next season. Season. And he may and decide. That, I was just, maybe he comes back the year after that. Yeah, he could, he could get a red shirt, but right. But, uh, that, but that doesn't help Jay next year. No. By the way, uh, kudos while we're on it to Kevin Durant. Uh, Tracy Wilson mentioned it. I think Mike Jensen wrote this too. Oh, for calling, yeah, for calling yeah. him and and telling him to keep his head up and all that. You yeah. Know. yeah. So, somebody had no connection to the program at all. I guess well, I think there was. I think somebody. I'm trying to remember Kevin well, Durant. Durant actually has a connection with Jay if you think about it because of the Team yeah. USA stuff. Yeah, I think somebody did reach out to Durant. But still, for him to do that, that's pretty cool. I mean, look, Kevin Durant's a weird guy. I, I, I think he, he, I do. But I think, in, for the most part, he means well and is a good guy. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I yeah, I look, hey, good for him. Um, yeah. let me get to tomorrow night. Uh, well, Monday night. Uh, you want me to be honest with you? And I mean this. I don't mean this like I don't care about tomorrow night. I really don't. Really? It has no meaning to. I will root for Carolina because I'm not a big Kansas. I'm not a big. But if like if Kansas wins, hey, good for Bill Self. I mean, I, well, I'll get vacated in two years game. anyway. So what's the difference? No, but the only game that mattered to me was last night's second game. That I yeah. Mean, nor if if you live in Chapel Hill, okay, for you have the ultimate trump card mm-hmm. for the rest of time. The, the last two losses of Coach the K's last, career. Oh no! I shouldn't say that. Virginia Tech beat them in between, but go. no. But you, but the last game at Cameron, you won by dub Didge. Yeah, you won last, and the, his first loss at Duke ever was against UNC. Mm-hmm. And and the um, I think in, the in their series, version of the Christmas Classic down there, right? Yeah, they used to play in early. It was the four North Carolina schools used to play early. Uh, and the thing is, the series ended 50-50. Him against Carolina, fifty-fifty. Which which you can't make that up. No. You can't make. And I'm telling you, like a Duke person can never turn to a Carolina person ever again, unless they win like 30 more titles. 
And because the Carolina person will just say, hey, Coach K. <laughs> not, and not taking away his five titles or anything you, like that. You want to know what the, I compare that to? And, and look, I like Krzyzewski. And I like the Duke program for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found I thought he was a little bit full of himself at times whenever I've dealt with him. But yeah. All right. But but that to me was like watching the Red Sox and the Yankees in 04. After, yeah, kind of, yeah. after right. when the Red Sox came back yeah. from 03 to beat right. them in the ALCS, yeah. everything about the curse of the Bambino and all that went away. Yeah, 78 went away a little 78 bit. went away. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Ted yeah, Williams right. Not, never winning one. DiMaggio, and, and also, all that. But also the fact that they've won three more since then. Like, because NC it flipped still has everything. More, yeah. But NC has more titles than Duke still. They have six. Duke has five. Uh, and yeah, you know, Kevin. Th- thanks, so, to the, like, thanks to the one I, o- win over Will. <laughs> so I saw something they wrote on the scroll. I, th- I guess on ESPN or TBS, whatever I was watching last night. Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, Coach K, nine and four in final fours. Well, what does that mean? He's not nine and four. First of all, he's won five titles. So, so John Wooden, 10 and two. Well, that means John Wooden went. Won ten of the twelve national final fours, but John Wooden won twenty final four games. Right. So what does that mean? So they, so there is no way that Coach K is nine and four. No. The most he can be is five, and he lost five and eight. Yeah. So so where does people come up with this crap? I, so basically, I, he went ten and eight. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know how many. Title Actually, games. no, 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 no. He lost two title games, so uh, he went twelve and eight in final fours. Yeah, but how did somebody come up with nine and four? I don't know. And, and, and I'm reading this, and they're putting it on the scroll, and I'm like, wait a minute. That, and I asked Girardi, and Girardi, you know, he's like, ah, but this this is what's wrong with our world. And I'm sure <laughs> somebody could explain it to me and say, oh, well, this is what I meant. No, 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 dude. Dude, he wasn't nine and four in final fours. However you slice it, he won five national titles. Now, if you want to say how many games did he win, then John Wooden wasn't ten and two. Right. John Wooden was twenty and two. Let me let me uh, give a shout out to our buddies Mike Mike Jensen, Mike Silski, Matt Breen, who were covering Villanova. Well, Breen covered the East Regional and then went and covered the Final Four. But great job by them, yeah, our buddies at the did. Inquirer. And um, you know, but all right. So you have no see. My, here's my feeling on the game. Okay, we've. I, I'll give an example from last year. Remember when Gonzaga won that incredible game against UCLA in the semifinals? Yeah, that's why Kansas is favored by four. Yeah, and had nothing left in the tank. Right. But Gonzaga, I, Baylor wasn't favored in that total no. game list. Or Gonzaga was like a four-point favorite, I think. No, but we've seen teams who win these emotional semifinal games. Oh, there's there's no doubt. That and Kansas, have nothing left for Monday night. Yeah. First and of all, Kansas is really good. good. Yeah. I mean, th- let, let's put it this way. Uh, this year there was no great team. Can we can we say that? To, I mean, last year, yeah, Gonzaga last year was Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor were pretty much one and one A. Yeah, right. This year there's been like maybe eight really good teams. Duke was one of them. Um, Kansas was one of them. Baylor was one of them. Gonzaga was one of them. And Kentucky I, was supposed to be one of them. Right. And I just think Kansas has kind of flown under the radar a little because yeah. people haven't been, maybe because of Bill Self, maybe could, but whatever. I would not, and obviously the odds makers agree with you because Kansas is a four point, and I agree. Carolina now has to come off that most plus, as Girardi has pointed out to me a couple times, 
the team playing that late game, it, it is a, it doesn't seem like much, but it's like a three-hour time difference. Uh, and their center, who has been treated now since the game ended for that for the um his ankle, he says he's going to play. He said, but you know what? And he's Carolina's really only big man. And and him having a problem, he could be a matchup. He could have matchup issues against McCormick anyway. Sure, but but, but again, is Kansas going to shoot like they shot the other night? Uh, is Caleb Love going to be as, as great as he was? The other, I, I mean, Caleb Love has been really good. I in this will tournament. root. For, I'll root for Carolina, right? Because that's just me. I've always. Been I also Carolina. like Hubert, but yeah, okay. Not, but I've always been a Carolina fan, so okay. But I have no. If Kansas wins the game, I'm not going to hate on Kansas. I mean, you know, it's it, it it's two of the best programs in college basketball history playing, and it's funny. All tournament long, we talk about how wacky the tournament mm-hmm. is and Satan this, and what do you end up with? You end up with Kansas and Carolina. I mean, come on, and Duke and Villanova were like the other two. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's what this tournament most of the time is. You get a team in there every now and again that maybe shouldn't be there, and I still think what Butler did in 2010 and 11, I think, or was yeah. it 09? Well, 10 and getting, 11. Getting to the title game two years in a row from the conference they played, to me, and almost winning the one, um, that to me, and I know people don't remember because they didn't win, I get that, but that to me was just. Um, I wonder how many people. I wonder how many people though remember who won those two years. Well, Everybody Duke remembers Butler won. got to the final. Well, but, Duke won the first one, right? Um, and who won the um, the second one? They lost by. It was 2011. That was was it. UConn. Yep, that was Calhoun's yeah, last one. Yeah, that was Calhoun, right? That yeah. And, and yeah, and then they won it three years later with with, um, with Kevin Ollie with, with the other guy, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I hope it's a good game. I hope people are entertained. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, my level of interest is like, uh, okay. I, I Again, I'll be rooting for Carolina. But, um, you know, it's, and, and th- how about that story? I mean, there's a guy like midway through the season, people were like wanting his job already. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, and he had some bad losses early. And I don't know, man. I mean, and, and here they are. It's you know, and you can't think of them as an underdog because they're yeah. Carolina. But you know, Hubert mean. Hubert's one Hubert Davis when he was a player, his one Final Four appearance was in '91, and he lost to Kansas, and then Kansas was that lost him? to Duke. Yeah, yeah, I was there. It was in um, Indianapolis. That was my first Final Four. That was was um, that the game? Was that the game when uh, Dean got teed out? Yes. Yeah, he got teed by the um. The ref that later died of cancer, um, uh, Kevin Mulligan wrote a really great story about him. I can't remember his name now, but he teed Dean. Although I think the game was kind of over. No, it that was. Point. They they blew him out in that game. Yeah, yeah. Papyra was it? No, not. Um, I'm going to get his name wrong. I can't. But yeah, he teed, he teed Dean up, and um, and that was Uncle Roy. And and then um, you know, Duke just in the second half of the title game just went berserk, and um, as they would do the next year too. Um, yeah, I mean, they look, it's, um, final four, by the way, and I'm jealous cause it was in a good place this year for a final four, San Antonio and, and, and that, and we get, we get like, we Houston got Houston. And, yeah. Houston. And I got Detroit one time and I got, um, Minnesota. I would have got San Antonio, I guess in, in 80 right, or 18. If we yeah. still been there. Hey, look, and, and this is going to be, this is going to sound awkward when I say this, cause I don't know if the, the handshake between Hubert and Mike last night was weird. Oh, it was cold fish. 
Yeah, and I didn't get it. Like, and even Hubert seemed like he didn't know what to do. And I was just, I, I was waiting well, for like Mike kept, wait, How about how about all the Duke players walk off after the game? Yeah. Mike does wait around and yeah. congratulates every kid from North Carolina. Right. But, uh, you, you know, I, I get it. That moment sucks if you're a player. Well, apparently after the game at Cameron, what I was. There were some issues. What, yeah. There were some issues. Okay. I, I get that. But I was almost waiting for Hubert to kind of hug him. Yeah. And, and maybe that wasn't appropriate either. Because maybe the last thing Krzyzewski needs at that point is a hug. Yeah. You, you know, um, but again, I, you know, these two great rivals, it's it's one of the great rivalries in sport, right? I yeah. mean, it's Ohio State, Michigan football. It's yeah. Alabama, Auburn football. It's, um, it's, it's, you know, these schools are like six miles apart, yeah. right? And they got like 11 national championships between them. So, but it's just, I, 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 and I know Hubert was crying and he was, he's, but man, it's, I, it just, there should have been more there. Yeah. There should have been something. I don't know what. But just like a heartfelt kind of Mike, but maybe Uber felt weird because of what happened to Cameron. I I don't know this. I I don't know. Um. All right. So let's move on. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna skip the Phillies. Who do you think? You so you think Kansas is gonna win tomorrow? I think Kansas will win. I think I yeah, think I, Kansas I, pulls away late. I think Carolina is emotionally spent by the. I would I would agree with you by the I, ten I, minute mark of the second half. Yeah. So. I, I. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I I think yeah. I think that's just gonna happen. Um. Let me ask you one question on Augusta. Uh, obviously, the talk today that Tiger is going to try or he's going to be a game-time decision is his term. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he actually plays this week, or is this a... I'd rather see Charlie play. No. Um, <laughs> no. Hey, Charlie in that thing in December. Charlie he, was great. Yeah, he captivated. He captivated me, and he looked just like his father. Yeah, He did, and, and that's not fair to say because yeah. his father was his father. And this is his father. Um, I would say this, Kevin. I cannot believe that Tiger would have played a practice round. Whether he wanted it to get out, you know, no. And played again today. Play another practice yeah, round today. But, but I'm just saying, play any practice. I if he didn't think that there was a chance, I can't believe he would he would go through this and then come out Tuesday and say, I'm not gonna play. I can't play. Well, unless he tries to play. And his leg just isn't up to it. And, and for those that don't understand, well, this, I was just going to bring that National up. National is one of the hardest courses, uh, terrain-wise, to walk that you'll ever play. Well, and you I was just going to say, since you've done, since you've done it, and you've been there, and a lot of people yeah. describe it, why it's so difficult? It's just it's it, you, it doesn't come across on TV because you can't. Uh, it's it's very hilly. Um, it's got there's no there's very few spots where it's level. Uh, you know, the 18th, I once walked up the 18th and had to stop halfway up just to catch my breath. Um, now I wasn't in real good shape then, but still, um, it was an eye opener and I'm like, well, what the hell? Um, yeah. And it's just, I mean, that's why a lot of people didn't think he might play. Like I thought St. Andrews was a place he could play because St. Andrews, he's won there twice. It's Mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's, and it's three months from now gives you a little bit more time, but Hey, look, it's Tiger Woods. So I'm never going to say. I know Eddie Barkwood asked me because the um, the opening line on him not to make the cut was minus one fifteen, which I thought was kind of low, because if he plays, and I would not expect him to make the cut, but again, it's Tiger Woods in Augusta. Like I don't know. Right. I don't know what he's been doing on the range. I don't know what. You know, again, I don't think Tiger would go out there. 
if he thought he was going, going to, to get embarrassed, stuff. right? You know, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would go out there and play Thursday and then get halfway done his round Friday or something and say, I can't go anymore. And my leg just can't handle it. Well, That's just me. But, you know, mm-hmm. but at this point now, everybody's excited. Right. Because they think he's going to play um, or he might play. And, um, well, you, know, we, you think you think CBS is rooting for him to play? Uh, yeah, you think? Well, not CBS necessarily because who gets it the first two days? Uh, ESPN. Okay. Because that might be all he plays, but right. I'm just saying. Do you think ESPN will have? Let me ask you: If Tiger Woods plays, is every shot that he attempts covered live? It'll be on uh, ESPN Plus, actually. Okay, well then I won't get to see it, but that's okay. Um, and no Phil, we should remind people this year either. Because yeah, Phil well, there. Phil's got issues. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, Phil's got Phil's mouth got in the way of his again. again and he's going to say they were off-the-record comments, and I'm not saying that he's not right. But you can't say what he said. And But again, that's East Phil. So, you know, he can pretty much say what he wants, I guess. Who do you, who do you have? I, you oh, know, God. You usually, I, I, get, you usually get three. I mean, John Rahm. Would seem to be you, the favorite. He's the favorite, and you can get him at 9-1, to one, which I think for John Rahm is pretty good for a favorite. Uh, he won his first major last year. Um, the last five Masters that he's played in, he has not finished worse than ninth. So I would say the bet might be to bet him to finish in the top five where he might be like three to one or something like that. Uh, Scotty Scheffler has won three of the last six events he's played in, um, which means he's now risen to number one in the world. Now, that may be too much pressure coming to Augusta. I don't know that, you know, because now everybody's going to be asking him questions. Uh, Brooks Kepke is an interesting name because I think he's like 15 to 1. And Brooks can play in majors. Uh, he's not playing, like, he almost, he's almost won the Masters a couple times. He was in contention. He's won two PGAs and two U.S. Opens. Uh, Xander Shawfley is another guy who's there a lot. Um, has Doesn't win very often. But I have, in a pool, I have Jordan Spieth, who... Obviously, he's won this and almost won it twice, but he's not playing great right now. So I, I don't. I wouldn't bet Rory. I, I actually Rory was is. gonna. I was gonna actually take Rory. No, well, I'll say this: he, when he goes there, first of all, Rory hasn't won a major in eight years now, going on eight years, um, and he hasn't really competed in many of them. Like he hasn't been there with a chance. And I think there's so much pressure when he goes to Augusta because that's the one he needs to complete his career Grand Slam, right? I wouldn't put it. I I don't think Rory's going to go the rest of his career without winning more majors. I just don't know if Augusta is the week I would play him. That, that's just me. But again, I, you know, Rory um, Rory didn't make the cut at the Texas Open. I should point that out. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, like I don't know how. Again, I mean, I think you could do a lot worse than John Rahm at nine to one. Yeah, I agree. But I don't like necessarily betting favorites. Uh, Colin Morikawa is not. And I think he's a little injured. Uh, because Colin, well, Ma- Matsuyama is not playing, correct? Not, Ma- no, Matsuyama might not even play because right. he, he had a withdrawal. And again, I mean, if I was looking for value, and I was, I would, now Kepka hasn't won a major since 2019, mm-hmm. but he's Mister Major. Yeah. I mean, he plays completely different in majors most of the time than when he plays in a regular tour. And he didn't play badly two weeks ago in the match play. I think he got to the semifinals or the quarterfinals before he lost. So. How about you know, Kuchar, Mike? 
What's that? How about Kucher? Nah, I don't think Matt will ever win a major. That's just me. I, I know he's had a chance to win a couple. The, the 17 British Open where he, he probably should have won it, and then Spieth went nuts like the last six holes. There's just something to me about Matt that he's a great, you know, he's a nice guy. He's all this. I, I don't, there, there was another name I was just going to give you, and it slipped off my, my. I was thinking of it when you said Matt Kuchar. Um, ah, crap. I don't know. What I'm just saying is, to me, if you can get Kepka at like 16 to 1 or 15 mm-hmm. to 1. Kepka's 18 to 1. Like I said, that's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, for a guy who's won four majors, I, I mean, he was the guy that Phil beat in the PGA last year. You know, he was right there. Didn't play well coming down the stretch, uh, but that was destined to be Phil's. Tournament. And I, and I would I would stay away from DeChambeau because I wouldn't touch DeChambeau with a ten foot pole. Nope. Not that you know, he's just got some issues. I mean, look, if DeChambeau comes in, all these guys, there's about ten guys that I could tell you right now, if they're on their A game, you know, they can win this thing. Yeah. Because, um, like even like this is going to sound stupid, but like a guy like Bubba Watson, who hasn't, you know, he's won two Masters, but it's been. I think eight years since the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys come to Augusta sometimes. That's why I took speed, you know, months ago when I had to pick this. Just because guys come to Augusta, and it seems like guys who have experience at Augusta have tend to do well. Um, you know, and that's just, yeah. Who, yeah, Matsuyama's, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Shawflee was, Shawflee, was in contention last year. Right. Then, then he came back, got to within two, and then he hit it in the water. At 15. 15, I thought. No, 16. It was, it was the par 16? three. Okay. Yeah, he, he hooked it into the water. Um, um, but, you know, again, I, I go for value. I right. never – but then again, if, if nine to one on John Rahm, that's kind of value too. Yeah. Um, the Phillies start on Friday against – Yeah, they're in, the, they're in the softball league up at, up at uh, Jardell Rec. Since we last talked to you, they have gotten Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Um, their pitching and their defense is still a major concern. Uh, don't know. Hey the, Met, hey, the Mets got the Groms on the on the IR for a month at least. I describe them as the Wiley Coyote of MLB franchises. It's every every I year. I said this a month ago. Wait, let's see what happens. The Grom, he may not pitch all year. Uh, now Scherzer's got um uh, what a, a hamstring thing or something. Yeah, he's and look and the same thing might happen to Wheeler. I'm just going to warn Philly fans. You know Wheeler in September was not Wheeler, and then we kept hearing well he pitched too much. He pitched too much. He's not going to pitch in the spring probably. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but he may not be the guy he was last year. Nope. Uh, and he may he may still be good. Yeah, but but again the Mets are the Mets. It's just it's incredible. How this happens to them almost every year, and when you sign a thirty-nine-year-old pitcher for that much money, that's you know, yeah. Jacob Brown is probably going to go down as one of those guys who would have been a Hall of Famer, um, and you know, we'll just they'll have an asterisk next to his name forever. Well, the thing for the Phillies, they get the Mets ten times. Uh, in like the first five weeks, I think of the season. That's a good time to get them. It is a good time to get them, especially because you know, look, you're not going to have the Grom at all. It sounds like Scherzer is going to try to pitch through it, but that's not necessarily a great thing. If I'm a nope. Mets fan, they're going to see the Mets ten times before they see the Braves once. That's so, weird. So this is their shot. This and is, then they won't see him again until like September. 
they are done four of their six series against them before Memorial Day. Yes. Yeah, and then but the other two are probably in December. I mean, uh, September. September. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they won't see them all summer. Mm-hmm. But usually when the Mets fall apart is like after July fourth. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Um, I, it's just you know, look, I I have some serious issues about the way their their lineup is going to be incredible. What's their over under number? Eighty three or eighty four? You know, I have to look that up. I think it's I think it's around eighty three or eighty four. Which sounds about right. I mean, I don't know. It sounds about right. Uh, you know, keep talking while I look this up. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm in the ballpark. I, I, I'm within like a game or something. Uh, the Braves are above them and the Mets are above them. Um, I think the Braves are around 90 or 89 or here. Here we like go. That. Ready? Braves are 91. Yeah. The Mets are uh, 91 and a half. The, the Mets are 90. Uh-huh. The Phillies are 86. I'll take the under on the Mets. Right now, having knowing nothing about them at all, how can you take the over on the Mets when Degrom and Scherzer are telling you in April that they ain't right? Mm-hmm. Um, now the Braves, I I don't know. I mean, you know more about the guys. I mean, they don't have Freeman. Yeah, yeah but 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 Olson Olson's pretty good. That's not the point though, Kevin. Freeman in the locker room, yeah, you know, was a big deal. And Acuna, uh, I don't know what he's going to be like, but. You know, See, I, I think that I think the number in the NFC, or I'm sorry, in the National League East is going to be deflated a little bit because you have three teams. This it's the only division in baseball where you can make an argument for three teams to win it. You can make an argument for the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, you can sure. make an argument yeah, for the right. Mets, and you can make an argument for the Braves. Then again, you're going to win games against Miami, or you should win games against Miami and Washington. Like, like, let me give you an example, okay? In the National League Central. The Brewers have the, the highest number at 90, okay? Only one other team in the division is picked above 500 on their over-under number. Cardinals? And that's the Cardinals at 84. Yeah. But again, we, we know, Kevin, the preseason stuff sometimes doesn't. You know, we sat here last May and we said, well, the, the West is getting three teams because the Padres are in, the Giants are In fact, if you were knocking any team out, you would have knocked the Giants, Giants out. Giants out, yeah. And I kept saying, no, I think the Giants, but okay. And then the Padres just, they, they finished 79 and 83. So, you know, who that being knows? that being said, the Padres right now, you know, they made a big trade today with Oakland get Mania. Yeah, the, the everybody's like overestimating the Dodgers a little bit. Well, Dodgers they, are a hundred win team according to the over well, right now. Look, I wouldn't touch that, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers. I mean, and the they, Dodgers they, will they, make the playoffs and all that, but I just don't. Yeah, but they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, they might they might not get to a hundred, but they're going to get close. Yeah. You know, they'll get they'll get in the high nineties. Um. And 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 I think San Diego's without Tatis, right, for like a month or two. Yeah, because of the arrest. Yeah. So I mean, but I, I will say this: the National League East could come down to. And this is going to sound weird. Who does the best against the Nats and the Marlins? Because they're all playing them the same amount of times. Mm-hmm. So if the Phillies go like uh, follow history, have, and the yeah. Phillies haven't done that in the past, but let's say the Phillies can go twelve and six against Miami and. You know, eleven and seven against Washington. Well, you know that's pretty good. But if they're going to go like ten and eight or eight and ten, that ain't good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's not always the games against the Mets and the Braves, although they're important, obviously. But it's not always those games that necessarily determine what you're doing. Um, so could the Phillies be a playoff team? Yeah, but I also can see them bombing out too. 
I think the most critical uh, the the this year is the most critical. If, obviously, if the Phillies don't make the playoffs this year, Kevin, something is wrong. You have six wow. teams making the playoffs. Yeah, let's okay? be on, let's be honest. If they don't make the playoffs, they'll be a new manager next year. If you have Bryce Harper in his fourth year, and you've added Schwarber, and you've added Nick Castellanos. And, yeah. I, I mean, I know you have issues. And and here is a weird stat that I heard. I, I don't know where I heard this. I'm, I'm probably going to say ESPN. But anyway, somebody said, in the last, like, 20 to 25 years, of the teams that ranked in the bottom whatever, in fielding, only five of those teams have made the playoffs. Yeah. And that's going to be – now, one of them was, I think, the 2007 Yankees. Somebody pointed – but the Phillies are going to be horrible – in the field, mm-hmm. we know that. Pitching, who knows? I mean, pitching, they could be okay. They could, we don't know because the season hasn't, you know, there's a lot of question marks. But just being a softball team, they're going to they're going to hit home runs. They yeah. may set a record for, and, and I'll give the Phillies this much because I'm sure in a perfect world, they probably would have rather had Chris Bryant, whether that's the right move or not the right move, I don't notice. But in their ballpark, this is probably the kind of team you should assemble. Yeah. I agree. You know, go ahead. Hit a bunch of butt. Will it hurt you on the road maybe? Will it hurt you? You know, they're going to lose games because they don't field the ball. And that's just the way it goes. And what they're hoping is, and obviously now you have a manager who's now managing the way he was used to managing with the DH, um, and you're going to try to outslug some teams. But, you know, let's see. That's, that's I. you know, I mean, look, Schwarber, I mean, they got four, guys, four or five guys in their lineup can hit 30 home runs. Yeah, I, who, who we got? Harper, um, Schwarber, Reese, and and wait, what's his name? Cass, how do you pronounce his last name? Castellanos. Castellanos. I mean, all four of those guys, right, are thirty home run guys. Mm-hmm. And is there anybody? I mean, you know, I, I think it takes pressure off Riamolto from having to be that guy offensively. Um. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, they could they could use like four different. Well, guys the idea that they could the idea is that they can hit Hop uh, Hoskins or <clears throat> they could hit Hoskins seventh if they wanted they, to. I had lineups where he was hitting second. Yeah, I mean, they can do. Look, they can do a lot of things, barring yeah. injuries, barring you know guys going into prolonged slumps yep. or whatever. But I mean, there's certain things I think. You know, is Harper going to be the MVP again? I mean, I don't know, but maybe he doesn't have to be. No. So uh, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be look. They'll probably be a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. So now let me ask you a question. And I know April's a bad way to judge. Will fans start coming back, or is it going to take time? They won't start coming back until the until the Sixers season's over. Wow. So you're saying the first couple months you don't think? I, well, okay. it's just the normal flood. Even if they even if they start. Like they, I mean, look, they get Oakland that first weekend, right? Oakland traded their whole team. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying that means they should sweep Oakland. I'm just saying is, who do they get after Oakland? Do, do, I, I, uh, I, um, I, I'll, I don't have. Uh, don't worry about. It. Okay, right. but I'm just saying if they get off to a decent start and people get excited, it'll be interesting to see what like can they get it back to where they're getting high twenties or low thirties. Well, you get the Mets by the way right after it. Okay. But, you know, then, you go to the, they, then you go to the Marlins and Rockies. So you could get off to a yeah. good start here. That's right. And But last year, they weren't even getting like 20, were they? I mean, it was no. like, yeah. So, By the way, the, the series against the Mets is the three here, 
Then they play three at the end of the month in New York. Then they're here for four the following weekend, the first weekend in May. And then Memorial Day weekend, they're up in New York. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, do I think they're a playoff team? Pro- uh, they could sneak in. You know, but I, see, that's a, the answer is if they're not, it, it's not if they are. If they are, they are. If they're not, that's a problem. By the way, the the Phillies you are, cannot go over the luxury tax right. and not make the playoffs. You can't. Right. The Phil, the Phillies are done with the Mets. By the way, August twenty first. No September games. No September games. That's weird. No That's September weird. games. Yep. Okay. Phillies only I play. Like Phillies only play twelve games at home in September too. And um, I guess they get the Braves home and away in September. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they get seven against the Braves in September. They get the Nationals at home and away in September. Why, why and the would Marlins you baseball away construct a schedule where the Mets and Phillies aren't? Playing. Oh, wait! Wait till it gets the next year, Mike. What's next year? Oh, wait till next year. What's next that? year is going to be. <laughs> next year, everybody's going to play everybody. What do you mean? I'm 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 missing the point. Every team will play every other team, National and American League. So the Phillies will only play the Braves like twelve times. Yeah. See, see, baseball's stupid. Base baseball is absolutely. If if anything. I am trying to have the Phillies play the Braves and the Mets and the Nats a lot. Mm-hmm. You develop rivalries. That That's what, you know, if the Nats and Phillies were good at the same time, that gets people in the stands. That's whatever. Hey, you know what? They can do whatever they want, Kevin. I don't care anymore. You're going to play at least three games against every team. Whatever. They, they, they can do whatever they want. I, I don't, like you said, I don't care. Well, and it, it benefits, like, I will say it does benefit, um, it benefits, like, the Blue Jays and the Rays who who don't have to go through the NL East war, you know, but, or the, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. They can do whatever they want. I don't really care. It's one of the beauties about the NFL is I pretty much know who you're playing every year. You know, I can tell you three years from now, the Eagles are going to play the AFC North. That's their free. And then they're going to play three games based on their record where they finished, you know? And, and so I, you know, what makes NFL, Rivalries, you know that's what makes the NBA rivalries. Rivalries, you know, even hockey, you know, you get you get the the Penguins playing the Caps. I mean, yeah, whatever. By the way, fourteen against each division rival. The way the schedule is going to have sixty against the rest of the league, so six against every other team in your league, and three games apiece against the fourteen. So the Phillies will only play the Dodgers six times. Yep. That is freaking stupid. So you could play them. So you could play the Mariners, Mike. Yeah, but, but again, and, and why? Why they do this? Why? 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 Because they that way start everybody could see everybody at some. Point. No, that's well. You know what? That's wonderful. Uh, if you would, if you would just rotate it, you would see Mike Trout every three years or every two years, whatever. You know what, Kevin? Like I said, I don't care. I, know. I really don't care. It's you're going to play who you're going to play. They're going to put a schedule in front of you. But me personally. I'd rather see 18 games against the Braves. I'd rather see 18 games against the Mets. And the fans in New York would rather see 18 games against the Phillies. Yeah. And when you have your interleague play, and I know it's not fair, but yes, you want the Yankees to be playing the Mets. Yeah. And and you want the Phillies to be playing, let's say, the Red Sox. 
Um, but again, it, you know, you can't please everyone, so it's okay. All right, I'm not going to get into the Sixers because right now, until they notice seeding, you don't really know what what's going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, fine. It's, it's, it's Philadelphia. They five games into Harden, we were searching for parade routes. Would people in this town stop it? Please, just do yourself a favor. They may go to the finals. I don't know this. They may not. They may lose in the second round again. But this town is nuts. We, we are so starved. And it would be the same thing, you know, if the Phillies start off, uh, whatever, you know, 15 and 8, something like that. You know, So Harden plays for five games, and we're going nuts because they're beating the Timberwolves. And now all of a sudden Harden stinks. And the only question, there's two questions that matter for this team. Can they make a deep run in the playoffs? Because that's all anybody's going to care about. And do you sign him for $250 million when this is all over? And if you don't sign him, then why did you make the trade? Yeah. So uh, Darryl Moore is going to give this guy $250 million, And two years from now, two and a half years from now, you're going to sit there and go, huh? Unless you have a ring. If you have a ring, it won't matter. It won't matter. Um, this team ain't ever getting a ring. No. Finally, I hope I, I hope I eat those words. I hope, I hope I eat them. I hope I eat them this year. Finally, since I, every, it has been the biggest conversation in America this past week. Don't go here. I know where you're going. Go ahead. Where am I going? You're going to the Academy Awards. Yeah. Who who cares? <laughs> no, I'm just so so. Chris Rock makes a joke that you either think is inappropriate or not inappropriate with somebody who he's had a history with. Okay. He's a comedian. He's paid to do this. This is what he is, you know, his job, so mm -hmm. to speak, is to entertain. Now, I've read stories where he didn't notice she had the appreciate. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Okay. Something so like I that. So I don't know if Chris Rock, now I will say this. If Chris Rock knew that she was suffering from that, then that's and it wrong. was embarrassing to her, yeah. then he was out of line. Yeah. Given that, Will Smith cannot do what he did, yeah. especially after he laughed at the joke and clapped at the joke and then looked at his wife who was giving him the well, evil eye. And, and I was actually going to bring that up to you. Have you ever have you ever laughed at something, looked at the wife and, and got the evil eye? Probably in my life. I can't. But I didn't walk up on stage and hit somebody. Hit somebody. Yeah. Okay. I also, and, and here's the part nobody's even talking about. He goes back to his seat and twice, not once, twice uses the F word in about leave my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Right. Dude. No, no. So you're being, and, and I don't want to hear about Will Smith's under pressure. And you know, that's why you make $200 million a year, dude. Okay. Live with it. Mike, I'll make the argument that if he had just said, forget, if he had said what he said. Without the F word. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. Without the F word. If he had he said, said it and not hit rock. No, no. If he had said, leave my wife's name out your mouth once, I would have said, okay. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I would. It's a TV show, Kevin. Uh -oh. it's, 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 they'll be talking about this 100 years from now. Yes, they as will. They're having Academy Awards. And I understand he was defending his wife, whatever. Then you do it. It was just inappropriate. And if he thinks that, that Rock was inappropriate, okay, I'm not going to make that determination because he wasn't making jokes about my wife. 
But again, what do you think Chris Rock is going to do? And somebody earlier in the show had made a joke about her, one of the women. Yeah. Uh, so again, um, and I know there was a history there. You don't do what he did. Nope. You can't. It's a, it's a horrible example for people. Um, he's got to be better than that. Yeah. He, 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 and I don't, you know, okay, you're offended. You offended my wife. But he laughed. Yep. And he clapped his hands. And if he wasn't from Philadelphia, we probably would care a lot less than we do. Yeah. But look, he lost his mind. I get it. People lose their minds. Yeah. Uh, what would have happened if Chris Rocket hit him back? Yeah. That would have been bad. You know? Um, uh, and again, you have to accept the fact that people are going to make jokes at your expense. Spence. And... You know, and I'm not saying it was the greatest joke in the world. I mean, I, I know what reference he was making, G.I. Yeah. Jane. Yeah. But, geez, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, again, you know, if he just shouted, I think he would have been viewed as sticking up for his wife in, in a much better light. If, than if he had shouted without the F word, okay, you are on national TV um, in front of hundreds, whatever their audience is, just said, Chris, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Okay, I, I might ne not necessarily think that. I mean, I don't know how Chris would have reacted to that. He probably would have smiled and said, okay, you know, whatever. But that I think I could have lived with. I well, said, okay, I might not agree with it, but okay, I the, understand. The, the last word on this, okay, when he, when he says something and Rock gives the, oh, I could, like that, I would have loved to have heard what, Chris, uh, what the joke in Rock's mind was after that. What, what was that, Kevin, when he said... Well, like, after, after the second time he curses and, and does that, and goes, okay, right? Right. And you can see Rock is processing it. Right. And he goes, yeah, oh, right. I could, and, oh, I could. And then, like, moves on to his script. Like... Right. Like, if I if he wanted to start... If he really wanted to start a war, he could have done something right there. Yeah. And I would love to know what that joke would have been. Well, he could... Look, he could have sued... I mean, oh, he could have had him arrested, exactly, and, and sued and whatever. But here, here's what I: the only thing I would ask Chris Rock is all I would. He comes out at the Academy Awards. There's a hundred people there he can make fun of. Yeah, right. I mean, he could have made fun of Will Smith. Well, he picked on Denzel. Right, but what I'm saying is, why pick on her? Yeah, that's the part I don't get. So he thought that was going to be funny, which I didn't necessarily think was that funny. Yeah. But I got the joke. You know, sometimes Joe, Joe Conklin will do a joke. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah, Joe. It falls flat. Time, yeah, it can. Most of the time I'm laughing my butt off at Joe, but okay. Everybody does that. But, so he has weeks to think about this, mm -hmm. and that was the best he could do. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I mean, and I don't know what the answer is. Like, I, I don't know. Do you tell the people that are, that are you know, hosting – uh, yeah, you know, got you got to tone down your act. You got to do this. You got to do that. I, I don't know if you can do that either. No. Um, but again, you know, and, and so they kick him out of the academy. Big deal. Yeah. What does that mean? And then the weirdest part to me, and I think the reason why Will gets the Academy Award like forty-five minutes later, and then makes are this you, are you strange speech, and oh my god. Oh, it was just it was just you know he look he knew he, he tries to make stuff. Richard Williams sound like a great guy who defended. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, look. If all I'm saying is, and I'm not saying he had to apologize to Chris at that moment. Right. But I think it would have been better if he had. Yeah, I agree. And if he had just said, Chris, I didn't agree with what you said, 
But I was, def- you know, I was defending my w- whatever. However, he wanted to say it. Yeah. I apologize to you. Right. But he apologized to the academy. He apologized to his fellow nominees. He- Come on, man! Yeah. Like, like you know, and the tears, you know, tears were welling up in his yeah. eyes. Like, Come on, man! Denzel just told me something real profound. Okay, and I love Denzel, but I mean, you come on, you know. Um. All right, so that's it for us. We're back. I don't know when. I'm not going to promise when our next one's going to be. Hopefully, it's this week. Will it be before Villanova's in the Final Four again? <laughs> just ask me. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I can safely promise that. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I'm hoping maybe by next weekend, but I, you know, I got to see about guests. I got to see about, and yeah, this is the last week for me before spring break. So, um, so we're back next week, hopefully. Um, we'll talk the Phillies opener. We'll do a whole flyer segment, Mike, if you want to. No, we're not. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, at some point. You're probably going to have to get Jason on just to say, hey. <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing is, now I'm not the expert on this, but they could get like the first pick. Yeah, but, and, I, have but no faith, I have no faith in them handling it. So No, no, no. But what I'm told is there's no Gretzky out there. There's no, no. Lemieux. There's no, there's no um, Max. Star, there's, right. Yeah, there's no guy that, that you can say, oh, okay, at least we stunk, but we got the net best player in the NHL coming to Philadelphia, yeah. which is really bad because we're probably going to get James Van Reeds. Reams like coming to Philadelphia after James Reams like leaves this time around too. So what's that? After he leaves this time around, we'll get the new one. So oh man, don't don't. It's you know I, I feel sometimes I watch the post game show with Al mm-hmm. and Tyron, and Tyron last night made like about three mistakes early on, and you can just tell. She, and she even apologized. She was like, I can't get the words out of my mouth. And I'm just sitting there, and then you listen to Al on the morning show. You know, with, where he's trying, where sometimes they'll ask her, or Keith Jones or somebody, right. how do you, like, like, what do you say at this point? Not, you can't. This, this is probably like when the Sixers were winning 10 games, right? You would but think. At least we know they were trying to suck, right? Yeah. They were doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, All right, Michael. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Be good. Take care. Our thanks to you for joining us. Our thanks to you for sticking through it with us. We'll see you next time. This has been Working the Beat. Well, you went uptown.